Ima. Hello, creeps and geeks. Dear God, Reese, you do this every time. Ignoring that, today's vault murder is a story of the Katie Cabin murders. A story of divorce, butcher knives, and blood. Are you ready? Woo! Let's get into it. On April 12, 1981, a group of seven people went to sleep in Cabin 28 at the Katy Resort Lodge in California. What occurred next shocked the country. Four people were killed, three of which were found in Cabin 28. Their bodies were found by Sheila Sharp, who, unlike the rest of her family, had slept at a friend's house next door. Sheila's 12-year-old sister, Tina, was missing from the scene, but her remains were found at a different time. Strangely, Sheila's two younger brothers, Greg and Rick, and their friend Justin were found in the cabin asleep and safe. Sue Sharp and Johnny Sharp and Johnny's friend Donna were found bound together by some type of electrical wiring. A bent steak knife was found on the floor and a bloody butcher knife and claw hammer were found on a small wooden table near the entryway to the kitchen. Blood splatters were found on the floor and ceiling, suggesting the kind of force used. Sue had left a broken, abusive marriage and was described as a quiet woman who loved her kids. In 1980, Sue moved her kids to the Ketty area where they lived in a relative par- property. Tina's, the sister whose body was not found in the cabin, skull had been found due to an anonymous tip called into police on the third anniversary of the murders. Her skull had been found 15 miles away in a different co- county. To make things even more suspicious, the anonymous caller identified the skull as Tina's. And there were only two suspects examined by the police, Marty Smart and his roommate, Beau Badu, who lived two cabins down from the Sharps. The possible motive, Marty was married to Marilyn Smart, the mother of Justin Smart, who was one of the kids that was found alive in the cabin. Marty was reportedly an abusive husband. There are reports that Sue Sharp had been counseling Marilyn Smart on her marriage. When finding out about Sue's interference with his marriage, Marty reportedly went ballistic about it. He reportedly left for Reno, Nevada after the murders. At the time, law enforcement felt that the murders were committed by more than one person. Hence them throwing Marty's roommate, Bo, who was an ex-con, into the case as an accomplice. Despite there being much more to this case, the investigation strangely stopped there. There are evidence that went unnoticed and people of interest who may not have been vetted properly. The father of Dana Wingate, the friend of the Sharps, who had also been killed, said in 2001 the police had stumbled over each other and fueled up the case. Many others suspect the police on the case may have been involved in a cover-up. The sheriff at the time of the murders, Doug Thomas, is accused of a cover-up in many online theories. The theories allege that he was a close friend to Marty Smart at the time. At one point, Thomas did say he gave one session of advice to the couple, but it was before the murders. However, Marilyn Smart did not recall the meeting and also said the two were not friends to her knowledge. Some also consider Marilyn a conspirer as well. Thomas recently addressed these accusations. There is no shortage of suspects, but suddenly now everybody 35 years or so later have all figured out what happened and that all of the investigating officers were corrupt. It's laughable is what it is. Warren Smart was not a friend of mine. At one point, he and his wife were having marital problems and they came to my office when I was sheriff and wanted me to cancel them. Murders from the Vault is sponsored by Churchill Middle School. A totally fun and safe school. Where the very clean school opens its arms and welcomes all. Visit the CHMS website and enroll today. By 2013, the case was reopened by current Sheriff Greg Hagwood and investigator Mike Gamberg. Both had personal connections to victims of the case. Hagwood commented on the theory of it being a cover-up. It was brought to light some amazing timelines, histories, and what may call coincidence. Others may look at it more accusingly. I don't put anything outside the realm of possibility. New developments were found when the case was reopened. Gamberg organized some boxes of case reports and uncovered evidence from the case that had been shoved aside. He found a letter written by Marty Smart to his wife, reportedly written soon after the murders. It said, I've paid the price for your love, and now that I've bought it with four people's lives, you tell me that we were through? Great. What else do you want? Marilyn claimed to never receive the letter. However, she did recognize her ex-husband's handwriting. 
The second development was something else found in the same boxes of the case files, the taped anonymous phone call that tipped off to the location of Tina Sharp's remains. Even though the tape was never voice analyzed, the audio of that phone call is now being compared with audio sus- suspects to find a match. Sheriff Hackwood had this to say about the tape. Why that sat in a sealed evidence envelope never opened, I don't have the answer to that, but we have it now. The third development came from Gambert speaking to Marty's former therapist, Torino, Nevada. Apparently, Marty had confessed to the murders in the session. The therapist also reportedly told Gambert that he was surprised the investigators at the time of the murder hadn't used the confession against Marty. Also, a man recently discovered a steel blue claw hammer using a metal detector that matched the description of one that Marty had told investigators he lost. As of November 2016, it was being tested for DNA or blood residue as a possible additional murder weapon. Sheriff Hagwood gave an update on the status of the case. There are people locally who have that know more than they've said, and I believe we've identified some of them. And we know who they are, and we know where they are, and I have every confidence that they either participated after the fact or they have first-hand information. He also said there are at least six people of interest. Sheriff Hagwood has this to say in regards to Marty Smart and Bobadu being the killers. It's a theory that we are working to the degree possible to conclude or to miss. There's a disproportionate amount of evidence and information that tends to point in that direction. He also said, there is not an expiration date on homicides, and to the extent that we have surviving siblings and family members, it is our fundamental obligation to them to understand who did this and why. Sheila Sharp, the surviving member of the Sharp family, had this to say of Hagwood. Finally, I have somebody who cares. In the last three years, we've done more than the Plumas County Sheriff's office has done in the previous 32 years. She personally believes that the murders of her family were caused, were carried out by Marty Smart and Bo Badu. As of now, nobody has been charged, and Hagwood and Gamberg continue to dig deeper into what happened that tragic night. Perhaps one day they will finally confirm those suspicions, but for now, the dev- devastating case remains unsolved. Phew. That one was definitely a doozy. Would not recommend being murdered in a cabin. Like, honestly, worst experience ever. But join us next time for Murder from the Vault.